Countrywide on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal. Ploughing ahead with a new record readership of 379,000 weekly print readers. Well, earlier this year, you'll remember that we had Evie Nihulawan in to tell us about the Citizens' Assembly on biodiversity loss. Well, this morning, members of that are gathering in Malahide for the first plenary session of the Assembly. Now, Dr. Liam Lysett is the Director of the National Biodiversity Data Centre. He'll be addressing the Assembly and on his way, he's popped in to join us. Good morning, Liam. Thanks morning, for coming Damien. in. You're yeah. heading out to Malahide. Will you just remind us, I suppose, of, of your role, your day job? Yeah, well, I suppose we're with the National Biodiversity Data Centre and I, what we try to do is collate information on Ireland's biodiversity and track change and, and hopefully be an advocate for evidence yeah. uh, to feed into policy and really, you know, to help um, drive home biodiversity, well, actions to address biodiversity loss. And when we talk about biodiversity loss, it's a given now that it's become a phrase on its own, biodiversity loss, it's happening. How bad are things out there? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm I'm the, I have to bring the bad news. Uh, I don't know, I've got the short straw, but yeah, I mean, the news is bleak. We, 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 we know from the evidence that um, biodiversity is decreasing and we, there's things called conservation assessments and we know that, you know, between about a quarter and one third of all the species that we get in Ireland that have been assessed are threatened with extinction. This is so everything from bugs to birds. This is everything, yeah. yeah. And if you think about it, like, that's a fairly shocking legacy that we, we're leaving behind, that mm. we don't make enough space for biodiversity for it, wildlife. But is this a u- uniquely Irish problem or is it global? No, it's unfortunately, that's the reason why it's so acute, because it's global. There's nothing unique about Ireland, although we are an island. We, we're, the same trends are apparent here. They're, they are uh, worldwide. Yeah. What's driving it? Uh, it's, a, it's a very complicated and a multitude of factors. I suppose, really, if you look at it generally, what's happening as we go about living our lives making a, a living, we really don't make space for, for nature. We don't give it the requirements that's needed. And, you know, we're all to blame, whether it's the individuals or sectors. We're just not kind of considering the needs for nature as we go about yeah. doing our like our Like you drove up life. from Kilkenny this morning and it's wonderful now, you know, the road structure that yeah. we have in this country is fantastic. But it, it obviously, is, there's a consequence to that and developments and um, we can talk about farming as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a combination of things, as you said. It is. And uh, it's, I suppose, balancing the needs for a good, vibrant economy and society, but also, you know, addressing the needs for nature. And that is one of the things I would say over the last you know, a number of decades, we've really ignored the needs for nature. It's been a blind spot for us all. Yeah. When it comes to endangered species and biodiversity loss, for you, what's most worrying? Like, is it, you know, the decline in the curlews or is it the threat to, to bees or is it everything? Well, I think we can look at the big iconic species like curlew. They're yeah. big and they're obvious and, and a lot of conservation efforts can go into those. But actually, what we don't really know much about is what we call, you know, the functioning of insects and other and uh, ecosystems. They're providing what we call ecosystem services to us. And the best one is pollination. Mm-hmm. Bees are busily going around there unseen, doing their business, and it's allowing us to benefit from from the actions that they do. And also we have very fertile soils because of the the activity of of microorganisms and and invertebrates in the soil. So that allows us to grow good food. So these are these are the kind of services that are largely hidden. And we if we well, they're decreasing. And this is what's really quite alarming. 
What about the National Pollinator Plan? Is that helping address the, the, the reverse? Yeah, well, that's a huge success story. And what it does is it provides a national framework building on the evidence there. And it, it, it presents a whole series of evidence-based actions, which we know if people take a different, it could be individual level, local community level or large public sector bodies. And we know that if they take actions, they slot into this framework. And I suppose it gives us hope that, you know, all is not lost. Mm. That there is a way to turn this around. Yeah, because n- nature is never simple. As, as some species retreat, there's evidence that others make great progress and great advances as well. Well, it's complicated. Some species are increasing in range yeah. in terms of population. But some of that is driven again by things like climate change and some of the unwanted species, invasive species. So it's a very complicated picture, but the overall trend, what we have to worry about, is that we're, the, the, the environment is becoming less healthy, the functioning of nature is, is decreasing, and it's a poorer environment mm. for all of us for that reason. But, I mean, you're working in it every day. I suppose I'm very aware of it in my job, out interviewing farmers about biodiversity and climate and all that. We tend to live in these kind of bu- bubbles. They're important bubbles. But is, is, is this the issue um, that we need to educate people a little bit more and that there's a lot of ignorance out there about how biodiversity loss is actually affecting all of us? And is that, is that the purpose maybe of the Citizens' Assembly? Well, I think the Citizens' Assembly is a really important process because really there's 99 individuals from society and those of us who are working in the profession who understand how important it is and feel the need to do things, we need to convince society we need to make an argument that it's a coherent argument that addressing biodiversity loss is really important and that it impacts on us all. And just because people perhaps aren't aware or immediately uh, worried about it, that doesn't mean that it's not important. Yeah. Okay. so there's an onus on us all. And I suppose agriculture and the expansion of of agriculture in, in recent times as well, it's often blamed. But at the same time, farmers as custodians of the land they have a huge role in, in actually helping protect biodiversity well, as well. And a lot of them are doing it. Yeah, too. I think all sectors of society, like the evidence shows, all sectors of society aren't really doing much to help biodiversity. And there's a real opportunity here. Farmers, like I come from a rural, I live in a rural area where agriculture is hugely important. It's really good for the economy. It's part of the heritage. It's just, mm. it, it's so important. Uh, you know, farmers are good at solving problems. I would love a situation where farmers would roll up their sleeves and say, lads and ladies, let's try to address this. Let's turn things around and show that we can, you know, we make mm. a very positive contribution to not only the economy, but also addressing this yeah. biodiversity loss. A, tw- a twin track approach. Yeah. And we'd be hearing a little bit more about that from a farmer uh, I visited down in Tipperary later in the programme. William, well, I'll let you head off out to Malahide. Thank you very much for joining us and dropping in. Say hello to Evine and the gang out there. And we'll keep in touch with uh, all the work that's going on with the um, uh, with the uh, Citizens' Assembly. Thanks very much, Liam. Thank, I said. thank you, Dan. 